What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. I am really excited to be sharing with you today. Um, we're in the middle of our series. Um, Oh my goodness. Thoughts and feels, walking in soul health. So last week, my husband talked a bit about the mind um, and what it means to um, renew our minds. And this week, I just, I'm continuing and I'm going to be talking mainly about emotions today. And we all have a lot of emotions. We all experience emotions. We are all um, emotional people. Um, so we're going to walk through that and just talk about um, God's intention for us, but also being healthy uh, in our emotions. And remember, <clears throat> my husband and I, we always approach this from a spiritual perspective. There are so many tools, so many things now that enable us to regulate and monitor emotions and just our lives. Um, but we're talking from a place of um, spiritual health which then feeds every area of our lives. And that includes our emotions. It includes our minds. It includes our bodies. So I'm just going to pray and open us up this, this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for this community. I thank you, God, for the word that's about to be preached. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give me the words to say. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that people's eyes are opened to hear and understand the heart, the true heart of the word today. I thank you, God, that you will move like only you can move. And I pray that you anoint the words you've given me and that they do exactly what you want them to do in people's lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're talking about soul health, mind, will, emotions, and I'm focusing on emotions today. I have my notes here. I'm old school, so I have my notes written down. <laughs> um, so I'll be flipping pages and stuff. Um, and I have my pen too. <laughs> but um, just to touch on something my husband spoke on last week, he spoke about surrender. And what I love about that is the Christian life begins with surrender. If you don't have, if you don't surrender to the Lord, it makes all of these other things challenging. Um, without surrender, everything pertaining to our faith becomes like work. It becomes like an external thing where we're doing, where we have checklists. You're like, I have to do this. But what we're, we forget is that salvation is a work of grace. And with, with surrender, the work is internal. It's the work of grace by the Holy Spirit. And I love that um, that was part of what he spoke about last week because that touches everything. When there is a true surrender to the living God, true surrender, and we know what that is inside. We know what it means to truly surrender to God. And we know what it means when there are certain things that we have yet to surrender. But when we're truly surrendered to God, it changes everything. It means we've positioned ourselves to, to really receive the work of grace by the Holy Spirit internally. And what happens internally affects everything that comes out of us, everything we do, the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act, it affects everything. So it begins with, it begins with 
surrender. So I say all of that because emotions, they're not something that it's not something that's easily definable. Um, I actually looked up the def the dictionary definition of emotions and it was really hard to find a definition. It seems like emotions, it's one of those words that doesn't have a clear definition because there's so many things that fall under that one word. Um, but I'm just going to kick it off. So point number one, God gave us emotions. So he cares about how you feel. It's going to be really simple today. And it might seem like this is stuff you already know, but it's always good to have a reminder. God gave us emotions. So he knows and he cares about how you feel. I think sometimes we think, um, some of the things in our lives are so insignificant. How could God care about this? He gave you emotions to feel. He gave you emotions to, to, to feel, but also to respond to them and to grow in them and to grow from them. And I want to read a few verses to you because it really speaks about how God cares about us and how um, because he knows that he's put emotions in us, he knows it comes with all of these things. And it's almost like with these emotions, I feel like um, it's a great way for us to connect to God. Because in the extreme of our emotions, we actually realize how much we need him. In extreme sadness, we know how much we need his joy. In anxiety, we know how much we need his peace. In anger, we know how much we need his mercy. And I think um, these verses, I'm going to read a few of them, so I hope you have your Bibles ready. Um, it really speaks to how God um, understands and how he is able to meet our every need. So listen to this, Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the heartbroken. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit, contrite in heart, and truly sorry for their sin. Psalm 147, verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Hmm. I love this. I'm going to flip over to, in my Bible, I'm going to flip over to John 14, John 14, verse 16. I'm going in my Bible here. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to save that one for later. That one's about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit later. So God gave us emotions. And with these emotions, I really believe God... Um, we're made in his image. So God understands how we feel. He understands what we're going through. Jesus came to earth, was a man, God and man all at the same time. So he feels, he knows, he knows how to comfort us when we need it. He knows how to challenge us when, he, when we need it. He knows when to pick us up when we need it. And I really believe that emotions can be um, indicators of what God really wants to do in us. And we live in a world that's so um, triggered by so many different things. And we need to remember that because this is something that God put in us, it is something even in that. There's something in our emotions, through our emotions, that we can still glorify God. 
There is something with them that still enables us to give God the glory. So that's why I'm like in the extreme of our emotions, because there will be extremes. There will be extreme happiness, extreme sadness, extreme joy, extreme frustration, extreme calm and peace. There will always be extremes in life, extreme feelings in life. But in those extremes, it's where we find the grace of God. And in the grace of God, it's where we become more like Jesus. So point number one, again, God gave us emotions. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. And even in them, just remind yourself, I'm feeling like this right now. And God cares about how I feel, even if it feels irrational, even if it feels like something is out of your control, God cares and God is there and he will meet you right where you are in the middle of that emotion because he made you in his image. He gave you emotions and he cares about how you feel. So this leads to point number two, you can control your emotions. So I think, like I just said, we live in a world where um, people are so triggered, triggered by so many things. You say one thing to a person and they're super upset and they just fly off the handle. Someone says something to you and it has this immediate um, negative response. And um, if God gave us something, he gave us the ability to steward it. So just like in the first part, I talked about how God gave us emotions. Now we're into, you can control your emotions. And I know right now people are probably thinking of all of your extreme emotions and all of the things that you have no control over. Let me tell you something. Um, you might not have control over other people, but you most definitely have control over yourself and your emotions. Let me tell you something right now. You can control your emotions. And why I say this is, why this is a point in all of this is because um, I feel like, especially in today's day and age, um, there have to be things that differentiate us as believers, as people who have surrendered to the Lord, Jesus is Lord of their lives. There has to be something that differentiates us from the world. Has to be. As you scroll through social media, you're seeing how people are super sensitive about every single thing. Everything gets a rise out of everybody. And how are believers different? We even see this in the church with other Christians, but how are we different? How does the Bible tell us to conduct ourselves? How will the world know that we are different from the world? And I just wanna read um, this verse to you. This is John 13, 34 through 35. This is Jesus talking now. He's talking to his disciples and he's saying, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And where does self-control and, and um, controlling your emotions come into all of this? Because right now we're living in a world where it's very hard to love your neighbor. It's very hard to be an expression of Jesus to others. I'm going to read this other um, scripture as well. It's in 2 Timothy, if you guys can turn over there with me. 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 5. This is how we're different. So Jesus just talked about how, how we are different. 
It's by the love we have one and one for another. And this is how the world will act. It says this whole section is called Perilous Times and Perilous Men. If you read it in the English Standard Version, um, it's godlessness in the last days. So this is what the world looks like as opposed to what we're supposed to look like. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. This is Paul talking. And what's so interesting about this, it's very clear. All of these things in here, are things that stem from the inability to have self-control, the inability to control your emotions. Ungrateful, the opposite of that is thankfulness. The Bible talks about thankfulness. Unholy, the Bible talks about holiness. Arrogant, the Bible talks about humility. All of these things listed here has a counteraction in the things of the spirit. If we are like Jesus, we are a reflection of him, which means that we are called, we are expected, there is an expectation that we love one another. So we do not get to be unappeasable. We don't get to be slanderous. We don't get to be without self-control. Like self-control is the basic of the basic when it comes to um, fruit of the spirit. I didn't even get to that yet. We're going to go over there. We're going to go over to Galatians chapter five. You, you can go ahead and turn over there if you want, but we're going to read Galatians chapter five, and we're going to read that whole, a whole section of scripture in there. Self-control is an indicator of the Holy Spirit working inside of you. It's a sign of a believer. How do you respond when someone keeps pushing your buttons? And I'm not saying that, um, that there aren't appropriate responses to certain things. I'm not saying that you just shut your mouth if there's something happening that you need to speak up for. Like, listen to this in context. I'm talking about the internal work of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you know, when you cross over into a space of, I just lost control there. We all know that. We all know when we've gotten to the point where, yeah, I just stepped outside of myself and had a moment. And what's beautiful about walking with the Lord, what's beautiful about being a believer is that God is gracious. We know his graciousness and we know his mercy. So there's, when we repent, there's forgiveness of sins. And that's the beauty of walking with God. It doesn't give us the freedom to sin. What it does is it does is it enables us to live a life that is reflective of Christ. So even when we do make mistakes, we're able to, in humility, come back before the Lord and say, God, I made a mistake here. I thank you for your forgiveness. Forgive me for my error of ways. And God says, I forgive you. And that's the beautiful thing about walking with the Lord. He's not expecting perfection from us. He's expecting a heart that is willing to be yielded to him. And I love this. So we're going to read Galatians chapter five. Um, we all know this. This whole passage of scripture is about walking in the spirit. Galatians chapter five, 
And we're going to read 5, verse 22. You guys are going to know this. I'm not going to read before that. If you read before that, it talks about the world. Verse 22 talks about the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us. If you've been following Jesus for any period of time, or if you've been in church for any period of time, you have heard these verses. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. There is an expectation that as believers, we exercise self-control. That as believers, we have an output of the fruit of the Spirit, which first begins with surrender. Can you control your emotions? Yes, you can. Can you control your emotions on your own? No. Can you control your emotions with the help of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Here is where we discover how much we need God. Here is where we discover how much we need the Holy Spirit's voice in our lives. Here is where our, our natural inclinations meet the work of the Spirit. And what I love about this passage of Scripture, and it's not, not just Galatians 5, but this whole passage of Scripture talks about walking in the flesh and walking in the Spirit. They're at constant en enmity with each other. But when we're walking in the Spirit, we can exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. We can be a reflection of Jesus. Can you control your emotions? Yes, you can. But you can only do it empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that's the beautiful thing about surrender. It's the beautiful thing about walking in the Spirit. It's the beautiful thing about being a believer and being a child of God. We have the Holy Spirit who's there to help us in this world that we're living in. This is the final section um, of this message today. And this is probably one of my favorite parts of it. Um, and it's guard your heart. And I love this because guarding your heart comes into play in so many ways in your life. Um, it makes me think of when I first met my husband and um, uh, we were, he was, um, we met Thanksgiving 2007 and uh, Thanksgiving day 2007. So that's our meetup anniversary. And I remember um, discovering later that um, he told me, he's like, I didn't know how deep your relationship with the Lord was until after we got married. He's like, I knew you were a believer. I knew you loved the Lord and, and all of that, but I didn't know the depth of your relationship with the Lord. And, and um, not that we're recommending that you marry people that where you don't know where they are with the Lord, but <laughs> uh, really when he said that to me, it was a beautiful thing because for me, my relationship with Jesus was the most important part of me. It was the most important part of my life. It was the part of me that was the most tender. And for the person who was going to marry me, 
to gain access to that part of my heart um, required more of him. I needed to know you. I needed to um, have a deeper relationship with you before you could access the most precious part of me. And this part is special because guarding your heart ties into every aspect of our lives. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says this, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. Everything you are, everything you feel, everything you think, all of the things are churning around in your heart. And this is the core of who you are. So when the Bible talks about guarding your heart, when the Bible talks about, um, um, I'll read this, Luke 12, 34, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. My treasure is in my God. So my heart is where he is. And that is where all of us should be. If you find that there are certain things that you treasure in your heart, and that's where your heart is all the time, um, and it's not in God, there's a, a misplacement of, of um, importance in your heart. God should always be number one. He should always have first place in our lives. That is where my heart is. And because my heart is in him, all of the things in my life that, that come out of that, all of those things will filter through my relationship with God because my heart is with him. So take care of your tender heart. Beware of who you give access to your heart. Not everybody deserves to access the most precious part of you. Not everybody deserves to know what is going on in your heart of hearts. Take care to guard the precious things in your heart. Listen, this is where all the big things happen. This is where all of our determinations begins. We, we feel a certain way, so we act a certain way. We feel this and we think this and we act this. And it's, and it's one of these things where, where we process a lot. We, we, we think about things a lot. And I think this is a good thing and it can be a challenging thing because a lot of, of trauma is, is um, marinated in there. And I think, like we said before, when the Holy Spirit is doing a work inside of you, he wants to sometimes deal with the trauma areas of our heart, but we have to give him room and leeway to have, a, to have the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Sometimes it requires more of us than we feel we're able to give, but God will never give us more than we can bear. And he will never push us more than he thinks is best. So if there's something that keeps popping up inside of you, the Holy Spirit is trying to work something out inside of you. Don't be afraid of the depths of emotion that are inside of your heart. Don't be afraid of those things. Instead, allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of you. Allow the work of the Spirit to kind of fine tune you, to make you more like Jesus. So then the output and the outflow of what's in there is a true reflection of the work of the Spirit of God. 
inside of you. Because everything I do, I want to give God the glory in all of it. So listen to this. I read this the other day and I thought it was so beautiful. But before I get to that, I'm just going to read um, Ephesians 1. Listen to this. I think my husband read this scripture as well. Um, because it's all tied together. It's all tied together. Ephesians 1 verse 17. This is a prayer. This is a, a prayer for the Ephesian church. Praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in his heavenly place. Listen, I want the eyes of my heart to be enlightened so I can know the hope to which he's called me. Listen, I want to know. I want the eyes of my heart to know God's heart for me and God's heart for me for others. I want to know. I want to know with everything in me. I want to know my prayer for you is that above all else, you guard your heart and you allow the work of the Holy spirit to take place inside of you. So it changes you. So it changes you for the better. Don't run from the hard work. Instead, sit in it and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. Don't get swallowed up by it. Don't get diminished by it. But acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Sometimes acknowledging the trauma isn't enough. It's not just enough to say, oh yeah, I experienced trauma as a child. Okay. So now that you're aware of it, are you able to allow the work of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's a combination of the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of some practical things that you have to do in order to see the growth. It is never for condemnation. It is never um, to push you down. It is never to cause you to retreat. But if anything, when we deal with those issues of the heart, it brings us into greater freedom. So then we are able to then live a life that is full of the glory of God, the freedom of God, and the goodness of God. Our eyes are open to see the fullness of what God has for us. And I just want to read this. I saw this on social media the other day, and I thought that it was so beautiful. And I'm going to read this, and then I'll close. Um, uh, with the scripture, as long as this comes up and it does what I'm supposed to do. You know what? I'm just going to pull it out of my phone. <laughs> Let me pull it out of my phone and read it from here um, because I thought it was such a beautiful post. Um, there is this therapist, Christian therapist. She posted this. She said, this is a heart fact that there is only one organ in the entire body that you can feel at all times. It's not your stomach. It's not your liver. It's not even your brain. It's your heart. I believe the creator designed us that way to remind us of what matters most. Your heart speeds up when you're afraid, hangs heavy when you're sad, flutters when you're excited, and marks the calm rhythms of peace when you feel loved. And just as every part of your body is affected by what your heart is doing, every aspect of your life is affected by how you feel. Your emotions matter. God cares about how you feel. 
You don't have to escape your heart to get into God's presence. Invite God's presence into that space where God is, love is, because God is love. If you're hurting, that love will sustain you and transform you. No matter what you may be going through, I'm praying 2 Thessalonians 3.5 over you today. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness and patience of Christ. And that is my prayer for you, that you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and you embrace fully the love of God in your life because it's truly transformative, truly transformative. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.